This Monday morning comes with a pun day warning. You know, when you get to be my age, you find you've accumulated quite a bit of old stuff that's no longer used. Well, I thought I'd get creative at, at repurposing some of that stuff, and I decided to make a belt out of all my old watches. That just turned out to be a huge waste of time. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for tuning in for this hour of on-air and online spiritual direction, helping you take the next few steps in your spiritual journey today. I'm Patrick Conley. Well, some of you know that in college, I grew a lot in my Christian faith through my involvement with a local evangelical congregation and being part of an evangelical Protestant campus ministry. Well, both of these stressed the importance of the scriptures, but they also both pointed out that it wasn't enough to simply come to Sunday service and the weekly Bible study. If we were serious about our faith, we needed to set time aside each day for something called a quiet time. And each quiet time was to be focused on reading and studying the scriptures and prayer. Well, sometime later, when my wife and I were Anglican, I discovered the daily office, which conveniently covered both prayer and scripture reading by praying the scriptures. I really found this practice suited me well. I liked the regularity and discipline of it and how it varied throughout the year to help me enter more deeply into the liturgical season. And now, as a Catholic, I've continued the discipline of the daily office through praying the Liturgy of the Hours, but I've added a few other regular times for prayer, including the Rosary. I've also factored in regular times throughout the week and month for Mass and Confession. And as I look back over my life, I'm humbled and I'm grateful at how the Lord has used all of these regular practices to draw me closer to Himself. And even so, I'm keenly aware of places I still need to grow. Well, today on the program, we're talking about having a rule of life. What does it mean to have a rule of life? And how do you go about establishing one? How do you grow, stag- how do you grow in your excuse me, practice of prayer and reception of the sacraments? And then this was going to be my question. If things get stagnant, how do you know when to stick with it and when it might be time to try something new? Well, here to help us out in addressing these questions and more is our spiritual director today, Father Bobby Blood. Father Blood is a priest of the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, where he serves as the spiritual director and vice principal at St. Edward High School in Elgin. Father Blood, good to be speaking with you again. Patrick, happy Monday. It's great to be with you. Happy Monday to you as well. Yeah, good to be rolling out the week with this important topic today, rule of life. Why don't we just start there? I mean, rule of life, where does that concept come from and why is it so important to the spiritual life, Father? Well, my first experience with the rule of life was in college seminary. I uh, went to a small college seminary in Nebraska, and and they handed us a big stack of papers that they called our rule of life. And uh, for me, it just looked like a bunch of rules. Uh, This is when you have to be in the chapel. This is when you do your apostolate. Um, But I I quickly grew in an affinity for it because it was sort of a, a practical way uh, to be committed to to daily living the faith. And I think that's kind of how what we'll look at it today is it's really a commitment to live your life in a particular way and, and uh, trying to discern how is it that God is asking us day in and day out to embrace him and in whatever way fits with our life. 
Right, right. And I think that that's an important thing, too, right, is that um, especially, well, okay, I, <laughs> I'm speaking as a lay person here, so no offense, Father, but I would say especially for the laity, and I think people like St. Francis de Sales make this point, too, that there is a necessity for the, some of the other things that are just naturally part of the call that God has placed in our lives in terms of our, you know, our marriage, our uh, the families that we're committed to, our professions, et cetera, et cetera. That it it fits with, but yet it still maybe challenges us in growing in our relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think each of us have an individual story, an individual experience of life, and and especially when it comes to vocation and job and children, the Lord isn't expecting the same thing from each of us. He's not. Yeah. He's not offering sort of a cookie cutter. Uh, I think there's some things that are sort of baseline that he is asking of all of us. But when it comes to the nitty gritty of day-to-day life, I think he has a particular plan for all of us and it's worth taking the time to discern, okay, where is Lord asking me to go deeper and, and how could I actually pull this off? Yeah, exactly. And I think though that one of the places that most of us live in tension is this trying to figure out, okay, uh, especially, you know, I hope many of us are desirous of giving the Lord some part of our day, you know, right? That should be something that we grow in desire in. And so that it's not all just, you know, flat out kind of nose to the grindstone type of uh, discipline each and every day, but it's something we actually look forward to. But if that's the case, we hold that intention though, with all the other responsibilities that are laid out before us. And Maybe how do we know if we're striking a good balance there, Father? And we're putting, I mean, obviously Christ comes first in our lives, but how do we, you know, how do we go about setting that balance of time between what we do for our prayer and sacramental time and what we do for profession and family time? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really a call to be stretched but not broken. Mm. I think in the spiritual life, he's always asking us to go one step further than maybe we're comfortable with because it's it's in that tension um, that real growth can happen. Arnold Schwarzenegger has been on a tour. He wrote a book, and, and one of the things he talked about was how when you lift weights, the muscles tear, and that's how you get stronger. And I mm. think sometimes in the spiritual life, that's the call. Is Am I, am I pushing myself just one step further than my comfort zone. Um, and and to be honest, to say, hey, in this season of my life, right, somebody who just has a child for the first time, they've got a lot to navigate, they probably don't have as much time or energy. And that's okay. The Lord knows that. And so we we continue to be in conversation with him to see where is it he's asking me to stretch or maybe just to sit and receive. Yeah, yeah. I like exactly what you said there, Father, stretched but not broken. And it seems that that's just the case, right? It, I mean, it's not the thing where we just kind of push God to the sides and he gets whatever time is left. But at the same time, it's not that But the, the, we're, you know, we're so committed to whatever it might be, five hours of daily prayer that we then we're failing in our responsibilities to our work and to our families, right? And sometimes I think we um, falsely believe the lie that more is better. Yes. And so especially when we first buy into the faith or maybe we have a mountaintop moment on a retreat, we immediately want to take on a thousand more devotions and, and spend so much more time in prayer. And, and that could be beautiful, but oftentimes we're, we're putting more on our plate than I think the Lord wants us to yeah. um, because we, d- we don't want to um, try to fool ourselves into thinking, well, I'm, I'm earning God's love. I'm earning his grace because I'm doing all these wonderful uh-huh. things. Ah, he loves you and he's going to give you grace anyway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Amen to that. But I mean, I think you're peering right into the souls of many of us, Father, when you say that, because 
I do think that oftentimes we can fall into that category. If I could just give the Lord a little bit more, then he would love me that little bit more. And uh, that's something that we, we need to struggle and wrestle through. Our spiritual director today is Father Bobby Blood. We're talking about having a rule of life, establishing one and then growing in one. How do you go about that? Maybe you have a particular way that you live out your day-to-day life in growing with the Lord. Maybe you struggle to find time for prayer or the sacraments. Give us a call and join the conversation. Ask your questions of Father Blood as we are talking about developing a rule of life. Give us a call on our toll-free studio line. It's 888-914-9149, and that's sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. Again, it's 888-914-9149. Our email address, if you'd prefer to send us an email, is innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Well, Father, maybe if for those who are just starting out, kind of they're just hearing about this rule of life thing, as we all do at some point, right? We hear about it first. If, if that's the case, then how do you start? How, I mean, where would you recommend people start in terms of developing or establishing a rule of life? I'd maybe start with the why, uh, why it's important, I think, to, to put pen to paper. I think obedience is one of the greatest gifts that the church has given us. Huh. When, when my bishop tells me to do something, it's so free to just do what I'm told. Hmm. And sometimes in the spiritual life, in the busyness of life, um, life can get really gray and it also can get complicated. And so I, I think I would start with the why. Uh, in your life, do you have a sort of structure that you can fall back on and a freedom to be obedient to something. And so let's say that you want to take that step in trust and faith and say, I want to establish more balance in my life Um, to maybe just start with the question, how much time could I legitimately give to the Lord every day? And to not be ashamed of how little that might be. Starting small is there's nothing shameful about that. And then to ask other questions like, am I getting enough rest? Right? Even beyond just the obvious Jesus questions mm. to be able to say, am I getting eight hours of sleep? Am I having three square meals a day? To ask all those areas of life, where is it that I'm falling because of busyness or stress? And and what are some things I could maybe put down on paper that would help me establish what I need first and foremost? And then once we sort of build those habits of, of fulfilling those simple needs, then we could ask the question, okay, now where does the Lord want me to go? Mm. I like that, Father. It's it's good, and especially taking into account the things that uh, we need physically and physiologically as well. We've that seems to be a recurring theme of late here on the inner life that we've been talking about. That bringing that up, the relationship between our spiritual life and our physical health as well, the things that we need from day to day. But you're saying that it could it plays well into understanding how we set up a rule of life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because I, I've quickly found, especially I've, I've been in priest. I think I'm in my fifth year. Um, if one area of my life is is suffering, then every area of my life is suffering. You know, it's not often that my spiritual life is killing it, uh, but then every other part of my life is is a, a, a slog, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a chicken or an egg situation. But instead <laughs> to say that, well, God created me and, and it's his desire and his grace to fulfill my day. And so he wants to bless every aspect of life. And so in determining that rule of life, being able to, to ask those simple questions and, and have the confidence to say, you know what, I, I think I can be obedient to this. I think these um, standards are not too hard, but they are calling me on to something more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, Yep, stretched but not broken, as you said. Father Bobby Blood is our spiritual director today. We're talking about establishing a rule of life, taking time each day in a disciplined way uh, for prayer, for scripture study, for uh, for sacraments, and, and growing in our relationship with the Lord. 
Give us a call and let us know how you do just that at 888-914-9149. Maybe you're stuck in a particular situation where you're finding it hard to even start in terms of having a daily time with the Lord, or maybe just to continue. How do I grow deeper? Maybe you have questions about that. Give us a call, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And Father, there is this obviously this sense of discipline about it too. I think if I were to typify things that I encounter on a regular basis as I'm speaking uh, with others, and that some of the things that uh, some of the ways that I think we're tempted is that well, you know, I'll I'll get to that. In other words, I'll uh, you know, I'll I'll do what I can or something like that. But then it tends to fall off the table. So um, just a reminder, too, that there is a a degree of discipline that's required in order to have a rule. It is called a rule, right? A rule of life. Right. And I also think that um, for many folks, that can be intimidating to have more obligations put on our plate. But I think once we get started, we as human beings enjoy doing hard things. I think about you know, growing up and and mowing, my parents have a huge backyard and and I never wanted to do it. But when you're done and you can look at a finished lawn, there's just nothing like it. And I (laughs) I think the same is true when we set these sort of standards uh, for discipline. Um, When you kind of step back and look at it, you realize, wow, something's really happened here. Um, And and being a priest, there's a certain normalcy that comes with this. So, uh, you know, I've been formed in this sort of tradition um, but I think it would be helpful for all of us to to sort of make a plan because yeah. what I found is when I ask people, do you, do you pray every day? A lot of people say, well, I pray every night before bed. And when push comes to shove, I think a lot of people said three years ago during Lent they were going to pray every night before bed, did it for three days, and, <laughs> and it's just kind of faded out. But that's still a thing we say we do, and yeah. I, I do the same thing. But but being able to reestablish, like, no, like, this is a priority for me. Right, right. And that's I, I, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, in terms of in terms of Lenten disciplines, but even in just the discipline in in facing, you know, establishing a rule of life, and yeah, there are times when we fail. And I've heard I'd be interested in your take on this, Father. So I've heard some priests say, especially during Lent, when we're talking about Lenten disciplines surrounding, you know, rule of life, increased prayer, that sort of thing, that uh, some say. Set the bar high, make yourself, you know, make it hard because then you're going to fail and then you're going to recognize how much you need the grace of God. And But then others say, you know, kind of what you I've heard you say, which is don't don't set the bar too high, kind of take the next step. What do you think? Yeah, I could see it going either way, depending on, on who the individual is. I definitely would lean on the side of uh, bite sized sacrifice, because oftentimes what I found is. When we fail, oftentimes we sort of turn our back on it in its entirety. Well, I'm not going to eat meat at all during Lent. And then you fall and then you don't do anything for the rest of Lent because you messed up. Instead of saying like, you know what, maybe I'm going to skip breakfast on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then you're able to sort of complete it and have that sense of fulfillment and then maybe take another step deeper. So I guess for my personal spirituality, (laughs) I'm more of a – I take gradual steps because yeah. <laughs> otherwise I know I won't stick with it. Well, and to, I mean, just to have your back a little bit here, Father, I think I think that uh, most of the priests that I've heard the, the Lenten challenge from, it's specifically because it is a Lenten challenge, right? Because um, then you know that there's we're, we're not necessarily setting a rule for life, although, of course, we want to carry over some of our Lenten disciplines into the whole of the year. But, um, but we are kind of, there is an end goal type of thing or an end date to it, whereas... 
I do I do appreciate this is a marathon, not a sprint, right? This is this is something where we're we're looking to establish for the entirety of our life, as it says. Right. It's not just a can or a, a carrot that we dangle for a couple of weeks. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. Just like licking our chops, waiting for Easter. No, this is something right. that hopefully fulfills us, right? So it's not something that we just sort of do and check a box, but I think it's a way that we can actually receive formation. And I, I think we look at the apostles and Jesus. How often were they asking Jesus, you know, teach me how to pray? They they desperately wanted formation. And in my experience in parishes, it's the same. They're always asking, you know, Father, what can I do? What should I add to my spiritual life? How can I grow? Everybody wants that formation. And I think this is a way that we can, in our private prayer or working with a spiritual director, can can start to take those steps where our heart gets molded. So yeah. eventually, the hope would be we don't even need the words on the page because we've mm-hmm. integrated it so much. and It's become a habit that we're thirsting for those good habits and, and they become just the way of life. Oh, I love that thought, Father. That's great. I tell you what, before we take our first break, let's uh, let's go to the phones. Nick is calling in from Frankfurt, Illinois. Nick, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for being in, and thanks for calling on. Hey, thanks, Patrick. I, uh, lo- great topic, and, and I love how Father started it out by a little drudgery when it comes to rules, but when we think about the rules of our church and how they were formed and in the sense that they give us freedom, and I think a rule of life gives us freedom, especially in our prayer life, our foundation in life, our foundation in Christ begins with prayer. And while we have that adoration prayer, we have that Thanksgiving prayer, and we have all those different forms of prayer, I think that listening is a, a really big part of it. And some regimented prayer, I think, is beautiful. I also think that we need to incorporate some spontaneity into our prayers so that we're not just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that through, and this is a funny observation, I wanted to get your, your thoughts on it when I, when I finish on Sunday, because Sunday seems as if my prayer is in as intense. It's as if a, Sunday's a day of rest, and it seems as if I'm taking a break on my intensity of prayer. And, and I want your observation on that at the end. But I, I think that we have to be conscious of our prayer, and we have to put our heart and soul into it. And one of my practices is when I say I try to get in four rosaries a day, daily Mass, and, and all other types of spontaneous prayer in front of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. But every time I say a Hail Mary, I try to be conscious of as if it were the first and last Hail Mary I'll ever say. And I think that helps a lot. And I also think that group prayer brings us to consciousness of others around us and is a very powerful way to center our prayer in a group. When we find we get stale in our prayer by ourselves, call a couple people up and pray, start praying with them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot of meat to that call, Nick. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a, a lot of good things for us to chew on. It. I, I think you're right on the money. I, I think there is something about um, the spontaneity and the fun that prayer can be. It's not just, well, I'm trying to get things done because this is what I'm supposed to do, but I'm entering into dialogue with the living God who loves me. And to, to see that sort of um, boil over, that cup is overflowing, uh, where you, you want to pray more, you want to do more, you want to share it with other people and engage in prayer. I think that's beautiful and a sign that, that you're, you're doing the things God is asking because it doesn't empty us, it fills us. Um, point out, too, you're, you're sort of taking it easy a little bit on Sunday. I think that's exactly the intention, right? Not to, to say that on Sundays I avoid prayer, but to be able to say, like, I rested with the Lord. Sometimes kicking your feet up and taking a deep breath isn't it of itself a, a simple prayer of gratitude that you made it through a week. So thanks, Nick. Huh. 
Yeah, Nick, thank you. For, thank you for the call. Again, I agree with Father. Lots of good stuff in there to to mine. I might have to go back and listen to your call again, which, of course, you can always do. Relevantradio.com slash inner life. You can find recordings of all of our shows right there, and you can share, share them with others as well. Our spiritual director today is Father Bobby Blood. We're talking about setting a rule of life, a pattern of prayer, of Scripture, of drawing close to the Lord through the sacraments in your life. How do you do that? And maybe you're running into some specific struggles or challenges in that. Give us a call on 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We're going to head into our first break, but when we come back, we've got more of the conversation with Father Bobby Blood coming up right after this. Stay with us. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash UDallas. Back to the inner life here on Relevant Radio, relevantradio.com, and the Relevant Radio app. Hey, have you been listening to Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol from the Merry Beggars? I got caught up over the weekend, and I got to say, it's fantastic. So, um, you know, if you listen to the show regularly, you know how much of a fan of Dickens' Christmas Carol I am. And it is really fun. My only complaint is that the episodes aren't longer because I want to keep listening. So check it out, adventwithscrooge.com, and you can get this audio advent calendar with Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol leading all the way up to Christmas Day itself. Again, it's adventwithscrooge.com. We're talking about establishing a rule of life here today on the program. Time for prayer, time for scripture, time for sacrament with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. If you would like to call in with your questions or suggestions on how to set a good rule of life, give us a call on 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Let's go back to the phones now. Leah has been waiting and from calling in from Nashville, Tennessee. Good afternoon, Leah. Welcome to the inner life. Thanks for calling. Hi there. Thanks for having me today. Um, my question is um, more, I guess, just talking about my own prayer life. I would say, if I'm being completely real honest, it's not the best. And um, I feel like when I spend time in silence, my mind wanders to other things that I need to get done or that I'm anxious about or stressed about. And it doesn't make me feel great, and I feel like it's not even a great prayer time because, for the most part, when I'm in silence, it is kind of an anxious feeling and not really that great of a peaceful feeling for me. So um, my what I would ask for maybe help slash prayers for is how to best sit and hear the Lord speak to me, sit and just kind of solely focus on prayer um, without having kind of that wandering mind um, that I do have right now. So I guess I've just had a little struggle with prayer lately, and I'm hoping to improve it a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a very normal experience for a lot of us where when we, we finally get that time to sit down and be quiet with the Lord that um, normal anxieties come up or just thinking about the grocery list, the next thing we have to get done. And I would say um, there are some, you know, spiritual masters who say that we should follow the distraction. We should sort of uh, see where the distraction is leading us because ultimately we have these needs that the Lord desires to fulfill. So if there's an anxiety, instead of trying to push it aside so we can maybe get through some spiritual concept in prayer, 
being able to actually bring those things to the Lord and, and, and share with him candidly, this is what I'm anxious about. This is what I'm worried about. This is what I'm thinking about. Um, so I would say there's no shame in that. And then once it's sort of come to a lull, then maybe we can return back to that just sort of silence and listening. I, I also would say that sometimes a change of scenery helps. If, if we kind of have the same space for prayer all the time and we're finding that prayer is more and more distracted, maybe making a change to say, you know, I, I'm going to go on a walk today and that's how I'm going to communicate with the Lord. Or I'm going to go to a different church and sit in a different pew that I don't normally sit in. And then you can even notice things around you, right? Oh, that, that stained glass window, that statue, sort of to, to re-engage the mind in a fresh way. Um, but, but I also would say that the Lord is going to bless that time. Even if our prayer, we don't leave feeling rested or enlightened, being able to say that the, the Lord is incredibly proud of you for your faithfulness and continuing to come to him, even when you know that it might end in distraction. So th- mm-hmm. thanks for sharing candidly with us, Leah. Yeah, I appreciate that, Leah. Thank you for that. And it's certainly something that we all face is distraction in prayer. And so we're grateful for your bringing it up as we're talking about establishing a rule of life today, something that... Yeah, how do we deal with some of the challenges that come our way when we're trying to faithfully live out that rule of life? Great questions um, that can be asked of our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood, by giving us a call at 888-914-9149. One of the things that comes up uh, in my mind, Father, is that now I know, well, based right off of Leah's call there, distractions and that sort of thing, I know myself well enough to know that um, I like variety. I am a variety type of guy, right, in life. Um, and so uh, for the most part, I really do love the liturgy of the hours because it is, it, it's, uh, there is enough variety in it that, um, I can uh, stick with it, but how do I know when it's time to maybe stick it out? Because I'm getting, I may be feeling bored with something. I may be distracted as Leo was just saying. Um, and how do I know whether it's time to, to stick it out or time to shake it up and maybe try something new? Yeah, it's a great question. I think some of it comes down to asking the Lord. Uh, I always like to put the ball back in his hands, being able to say, you know, out loud in prayer, uh, this is this is dry. Uh, is this something you want me to keep doing? And maybe we'll have a little tug on the heart that says, yeah, I want you to be faithful here. Or, or maybe immediately he'll give you a different idea of something to try. Um, but I would say, you know, as a priest, I have certain obligations, especially when it comes to liturgy of the hours. So yeah. and I don't have an out on that one. But <laughs> but um, from the lay experience, I, I think you have the freedom because ultimately the the end goal of prayer is communion with God. And so if we feel like our prayer time isn't bringing us to a place of communion with God, I think you have all freedom to to sort of shake it up and say, I'm going to try something new. And and if that doesn't work, you've got old faithful to fall back on that you've done in the past. Yeah, yeah, true enough. All right, let's go back to the phones. Joanne is calling in from New Jersey. Joanne, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Uh, i just like to offer something because I'm listening to everyone calling in, you know, talking about more structured prayer or kneeling down and, you know, minds getting distracted. And I've just got to tell you, I'm an older lady, older than 75, I feed 17 cats a day in two different areas, okay, with no help. I manage properties. I've got a real crazy busy life. And since I didn't have any backups, I turned to God. And I talk to God all day. And seriously, like when people say, oh, my God, help, I just say, help me, God. Help me with every little thing I say, help me, God, with. And believe me, he does. Not that it's like a a magic thing, uh, but uh, God, you can tell that God is with you and 
he's been taking care of me. And so I just want to offer that to people instead of trying to think of, you know, kneeling down all the time and having a certain time, just talk to God all day about every little thing that, that, you know, that bothers you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. And I also think it's a sign of the gift of faith that you have. I think for some folks, they, they've not had those moments of encounter with the Lord. And so it's, it's much harder to just sort of engage with that, that daily connection. Um, but what a gift that, that you've been able to share that with us. Yeah, indeed, Joanne, it's great. And Father, maybe I'm maybe I'm not too far off here in saying that, well, it's kind of a both-and thing for some of us anyway, right? I mean, I know, again, because I like variety and because discipline is not a forte of mine in terms of time management, so it would probably be a little bit more, uh, it's good for me to have this time. I need to have this time for prayer. But, um, but we've had numerous spiritual directors on saying exactly what Joanne was just saying, right? It's just day in and day out, we're just having this running conversation with the Lord. I think ultimately that's our goal for all of eternity is to get to a place where we are having this sort of running communication with the Lord. But I think, and I don't, I don't want to mean to be negative here, but I, but I think if we're not intentional, oftentimes we're not going to do it. And so for me, I fall back. This rule of life is almost a safety net for me because I know that even if I don't feel like it, even if, you know, I'm distracted all day, I've at least made a little bit of an effort. And so for me, it's, it's almost a comfort to know that I have a backup plan. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I hope someday to be as holy as some of these folks who have that ability to, to stay engaged all day and, um, it's a gift, but but I'm I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah, it is. I find it tough as well. Well, Joanne, again, thank you for the call. Thank you for the good insight in that way. Now, Father, uh, you know, one of those things that uh, we're just kind of that leads me into is this understanding of okay, so I've got this, I've got this regular thing that comes up every day. Well. Uh, let's get real here. I mean, we start talking about these things and saying, I know I got to pray morning prayer, you know, um, or whatever it is. And I got to get my rosary in today. And then how do we avoid the inevitable feeling like we're just ticking off boxes on a checklist rather than growing in our relationship with the Lord? Now, Nick, when he called in, you know, he said, I try to pray every Hail Mary as if it was going to be my last one, which is fantastic. But you want to talk about not being there yet, <laughs> not there yet. So, so yeah, how do we know or how do we work against it just being like we're just going to tick off the boxes? I think some of it comes down to uh, continuing to remind ourselves or ask the question why we're doing it. Um yeah, I've been doing parish missions because it's Advent season, and so I've been meeting a lot of people with with varying spiritual lives. and And you can tell some folks are doing a lot, and yet they're still tired and frustrated. And for me, as a priest, my hope is that um, when we embrace the call of the Lord, there's a lightness or a freedom that comes. And so, um, in those moments where certain prayers become just a box that we check. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have to ask the question, why did I start doing this in the first place? Um, Mm -hmm. Why is it that I embrace this life? Even, you know, I'm a priest. I say mass every day. It'd be easy for the mass to become mundane, right? I say very similar prayers every day. And yet I I do my best to, to sort of refocus and ask the question, why is it that God asked me to be here? Well, it's because he wants to, sh- you know, share his body, blood, soul, and divinity with his people. Yeah. And so I, w- I would say that's a big piece of it. And 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 trying to remain in that place of honesty with oneself, 
Um, because we, we don't want to lie to ourselves and say that we're better off in the spiritual life than we are. Or, oh, it's, everything's fine and great and dandy. No, just be honest. Hey, it's, it's a dry season or it's been an easy season and, and continue to be in that dialogue about the things that we do. Yeah. And, and, and knowing we have total freedom. You know, yeah. for some of us, the daily rosary is, is a necessity we feel called on to by God. And, and for other people, that devotion doesn't doesn't really lead to to maybe clarity in prayer. And they've got something different they do. And, and I think he's continually shown that he loves us in an individual and particular way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And, and that, that maintains the kind of dynamism in our relationship as well. Right. And I'm just I'm just thinking about as I think frequently is helpful, is placing our relationship with the Lord in the context of other human relationships that we have. My relationship with my wife, I mean, there are some things that are just routine that we go about every day. Got to get this in, got to get this in. and But that doesn't mean that it's invalu- or not valuable, unvaluable. Um, but there are other pieces of it that are more spontaneous. And that seems to, um, you know, that, that again, deepens our relationship as well. So there's a, you know, a, similarities, I guess, is what I'm saying in terms of relationships, whether they be divine or human. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to take the trash out. That's a thing that has to happen. Uh, but that's a sign of love and care for your spouse, just as would be you spontaneously buying flowers. And right. that's special and different and chosen. Yeah. Um, but even taking the trash out is a choice that you made to faithfully sort of handle. And so we, yeah. we carry the, that balance together. Did it just this morning. So, love you, honey. <laughs> I took the trash out for us. We are talking today about developing a rule of life with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. You can give us a call and join the conversation with your own tips and suggestions on a good rule of life at 888 Maybe you have questions, too, as we've had some good questions come in already about how to establish, how to grow in a rule of life, and how to avoid distractions in prayer. 888 is our phone number here at The Inner Life. Or if you prefer, you can send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take our next break, but we got more of The Inner Life coming up right after this. Don't go away. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash udallas. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Thanks for joining us. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Thomas Engesser, who's producing the show for us today, and Sarah Tafoya taking your phone calls, and our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood, as we're talking about establishing a rule of life. One of the rules of life that you could use this Advent season is how about a carol in your inbox? Advent carols of comfort and joy coming to you from Relevant Radio, featuring the incredible talents of three young choirs. And you can take this musical journey to Christmas and even travel through a brief history of the carols with our free daily videos. You can get all of this you can sign up at relevantradio.com slash carols. That's relevantradio.com slash carols. Well, as I said, we're talking about establishing a rule of life with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. If you have ways that you, uh, if you look, that you go to as a go-to practice that you have each and every day, let us know what those are. Encourage and inspire one another at 888-914-9149 or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Let's go back to the phones now, Father. We've got Tina calling in from Michigan. Hello, Tina. Welcome to the Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. So a suggestion uh, that kind of worked for me at one point was, 
instead of looking at it as a rule of life, uh, it made it sometimes hard. So I looked at it as a divine plan of love and how I would serve the Lord. Uh, so it kind of opened up new doors for me to, uh, you know, to pray and to set things in place. It just, it was really helpful just to kind of change the way I looked at it and, um, you know, to help with my day. So hmm. I love that. Yeah. To share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes even changing the, the name or the thought behind something does sort of transform the way we receive it. I think that's a d- divine plan of love, right? Everything in our life it, in some regard touches that, that the God of the universe desires for our, our day to be blessed and set apart in particular ways. And so I appreciate you sharing that with us, Tina. Yeah, that's great, Tina. It's, it's, it is, it's a lot of it. Well, maybe not a lot of it, but certainly some of it is definitely about perspective and how we, how we regard this. And that was helping just what we were talking about right before the break too, Father, about um, preventing it from being just a list of things that we check off our to-do list, right? Versus developing and deepening our relationship with the Lord. So Tina, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let's go now to Margaret, who's calling in from California. Good morning, Margaret. Thanks for calling the inner life. Good morning. Um, I, I just have a comment uh, relating to distraction during prayer, um, because, of course, I'm in my 80s, so I've been distracted in prayer, you know, a lot through the years. But what helps me is I come back to the, to the definition I learned of prayer when I was a young child, that prayer is lifting up your hearts and your minds to God. So... Mm-hmm my heart's always there and my mind isn't, I'm, I'm lifting up whatever my distractions are. I bring it back to that and say, you know, I'm lifting this up to you, Lord, and then try to get back on track. (laughs) What's, what's beautiful about that is God cares about those little distractions in our lives as much as we do, because he cares about our wholeness and our fulfillment. And, and so I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Lifting up our heart and mind to God, and that's that's a great thing. It's a it's a good reminder too for battling both distractions and uh, maybe the mundaneness that it might seem that we're actually having some intimate time with our heavenly Father, with our Lord Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit when when we enter into these things. So, thank you, Margaret. I appreciate that. Appreciate the call. Father, let's look a little bit about, um, I've heard a lot of priests talk about bookending your day, maybe with a morning offering in the morning and something like a daily examine or something like that in the evening or at night before we go to bed. There is wisdom in that, yeah? I think there is. There's something about um, giving the Lord the first fruits of our day, being able to say that, you know, we have life because God gave it to us. And so being able to, to put our entire day in the context of relationship with him, I, I think is the right foot right out of bed. Um, and then with like an exam at the end of the day, you can look back and say, you know, where did I please the Lord? Uh, where did I fail? And how could I be better tomorrow? And that allows us to not just be stagnant, but to be able to say like, I want to offer something more perfect tomorrow. And day in and day out, you start to realize, oh, I fall into the same problems every day. This is when I'm short-tempered. Oh, I, I need an afternoon nap. And, and learning those things about ourselves. Um, but even beyond just the, the bookends, the beginning and the end of the day, realizing that um, oftentimes we need the reminder throughout the day. So it could be, you know, I'm going to put a, a picture of a saint on my mirror in my bathroom so that when I'm getting ready in the morning, I have something to focus on or um, remembering to pray before meals, um, again, putting us back in that place of gratitude. So finding ways to sanctify our day um, 
that isn't too much or, or overdone, but enough to say that this is the day that the Lord has made, and so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, well, very good. And uh, the wisdom, let's ride out that wisdom of the saints and continue to uh, to employ that. I know for me, um, yeah, that's the thing, first thing I try to do as I wake up, as I'm gaining consciousness in the morning, is uh, to remember to offer up a morning offering of thanksgiving. And uh, and I'm still growing, I will admit. And this is, goes back to your earlier point, Father, of um, stretched but not broken, that there's always another step that the Lord may be inviting us to, but still growing in my practice of a daily examine too. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go back. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Alma is calling in from Las Vegas, Nevada. Alma, welcome to the show. Hi, Patrick. Oh. Um, I have, I have, um, um, I guess, uh, sorry. My, my brain just went blank, but I, I wanted to ask for, uh, advice. I have an 18 year old, that just recently started working and I have a 12 year old that is still going to school, obviously. And we used to do our midnight midday prayer at three 30 when the girls would come out of school. But now one is working and one is, uh, you know, still at home, obviously, but I guess I'm, I'm trying to balance and have still some sort of midday prayer with both. And I, I, and I, just don't do it at all because mm-hmm. I don't know how to balance it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's difficult if the schedules are shifting and, and it, it's hard if we can't sort of have that same regimented, well, at 3.30, they're both home and we get to do it. So maybe it's it's going back to, to simplicity and being able to say that, you know, during that day, you'll ask each of your children, you know, what was the greatest moment of your day? And just take a moment of gratitude there or asking, huh. is there one person um, that you saw or met today that, that you want to pray for? And then even if it's just a glory be, I, I think those little moments of encounter um, can be powerful. And, and even if it doesn't look the same as what you had when the schedule was a little more tight, it's worth um, those little habits. And and I think that goes for, for young children and old children. Being able to ask that question has been really powerful in my own ministry, being able to ask the question, you know, what was the best moment of your day? Um, because I think it really does slow down a lot of the busyness in our brain and lets us focus back on what's been given to us. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that's, I appreciate that thought too. And I, I especially look like the you know, being prompted in prayer by what's going on in our day. So like you said, Father, if there's something that's uh, something that's gone well, what's what's gone well today in conversation with your kids and then maybe just taking a moment of gratitude to the Lord for that. So excellent. Thank you for that, Father. And Alma, thank you for the phone call. We'll be praying for you. And um, thank you. Thank you for being a mom and for um, setting yourself to all these responsibilities. It's uh, it's one of the great and most fundamental ways that the Lord continues to bring about the kingdom on earth. Well, we are talking today about establishing this rule of life with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. And Father, I guess one of the things, too, that um, falls into this rule of life is participation in the sacraments. And of course, we say frequently um, that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. So we need to make time for the Eucharist as well. What are your thoughts in terms of establishing a habit of daily Mass, not just weekly Mass, of course, but, but daily Mass or Mass a few days a week or something like that? Yeah, it makes me think of a, I made a new friend a few months ago, kind of a friend of a friend, and and I was watching him embrace his faith for the 
maybe the first time in a deep way. And and he called me at one point out of the blue and he said, Father, the Lord has stolen my heart and I feel like I need to be doing more. I want to start going to daily mass a couple of times a week. What, what do you think about that? <laughs> I think that's a great thing, man. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I, I think, again— um, to go back to like what what's reasonable, so it's possible for you to, to go to daily mass a couple times a week. I, I think that's really helpful um, because sometimes Sunday mass has its own sort of distraction. It's a hundred people. There's the music. There's the long homily. But the simplicity of daily mass, I think, allows us to get back to the bare bones of just receiving Jesus. The focus is really on on the Eucharist, and and you can just sort of allow that to feed your day. So if it's possible, I, I would I would recommend even if you know start small to say hey on Fridays, I'm going to try to go to daily mass and see if, if it, um, is beneficial and possible and, and then continue to expand and, and, and ask the question, okay, when is the Lord asking me to go? I don't think everybody in every situation is going to be called to go, to go to daily mass every day. If they were, the church would have made it an obligation. Uh, but <laughs> because point. it's something that's optional, I, I think each of us can discern, okay, what is it that would be beneficial for me and also possible considering my, my place in life. Huh, yeah. Well, yeah, excellent point. And um, I'm, I, I do think that uh, the Lord is very generous with us in that, but uh, to be able to enter into that when we can, I think is a, is a huge blessing and benefit to our spiritual lives as well, of course. And then also wanted to ask, speaking of sacraments, Father, about confession, and um, we're encouraged to go regularly to confession, but what do you think as a spiritual director, as a pastor, as a, as a priest, what do you think that that looks like? I mean, what, what do you encourage your, your high school students to do? Yeah, my my recommendation sort of blanket is is once a month or okay. when you're in this state of mortal sin and kind of need to, to hit the cleanup. Um, sure. I think a month is a good amount of time because we can remember what we've done. So it's not just the general, I'm pretty sure I lied, I'm pretty sure I gossiped. But within a month, you can still remember those moments where, ah, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Ah, oh, man, I was lazy here. And, and you can call to mind those, those failings, not to glorify them, but so that we can actually correct them. Um, more often than that, I think sometimes um, we're not giving enough space for the Lord to give us the, the, the grace to get stronger, right? To, to be able to say, I struggled with that a few times, but I overcame it here and here and here. Um, and if we push it out too long, then we don't even remember. And it's just sort of, you know, throwing darts at a dartboard. Um, as a priest, I, I go every week, but I think f- for me, I'm so close to spiritual things, I often need the reminder of the freedom and the goodness. And so, um, but, but for most people in, in given situations, I would say once a month is a really healthy zone. Mm, okay. All right. Very good. And then we did have a, a caller call in. We've lost him on the, but he was going to ask father. And I think for those of us who do pray the liturgy hours, whether clergy or lay, that this is a good and pertinent question, which is how do we keep it? And, and not even just with the liturgy of the hours, but with rote prayers, with prayers that we're perhaps we found somewhere like on the relevant radio app, by the way, um, or somewhere that where we saw we find a prayer and we want to use that prayer. We want to pray that prayer. But then there's the temptation of just we're just reading the words rather than praying the words. Any thoughts about uh, what, how you might respond to Kip? I would say one practice that was really helpful for me when I when I began praying the liturgy of the hours and especially just delving in scripture in general was to take note of a particular word or phrase that stuck out. So if I'm praying through, you know, one of the offices, wow, that that line really stood out today and and then 
allowing yourself to pause and chew on that phrase, why is it that the Lord had that stand out to me? And then being able to stop and say, well, I don't need to finish this just yet. I can keep reading in a second, but let me actually give the the time for me to, to see what is the Lord doing into my heart when I read that line? Um, because oftentimes there's maybe one or two things in the office that's really going to be integrated into your day and and the rest of it, you know, we forget by the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very good. And there's there is that kind of lexio divina feel that you can have with that. And and that might be another practice that people might be wanting to enter into and factor into times for the day. We didn't we didn't really talk about lexio divina, mental prayer, um spiritual reading. Any of any other thoughts, Father, of things that we might want to fa- consider factoring into our rule of life? I would say it's it's so open. Um, I, w- I would say if, if you have a spiritual director, a priest you know, or a good spiritual friend, somebody who knows you well, I would say have conversations about the rule of life. Have conversations about what prayer feeds you and you feel like really connects, whether that's Lexio Divina or just private prayer or praying with other people, whatever it might be. Um, have honest conversations because it's important for us to take note of what those things are before we put them into practice. Um, And and I would say the Lord has made us creative. And so it's worth embracing whatever it is he's putting in front of us. Yeah. Amen to that. Father, it's been great to have this conversation with you. Grateful for all of your good advice and tips on establishing a rule of life, but we need God's blessing for all of the things that we do. So may we ask for a blessing from you, please, Father. Or through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Father, we ask your blessing upon your sons and daughters in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's Father Bobby Blood who has been our spiritual director today as we've been talking about establishing a rule of life, growing closer to the Lord through a regular pattern of prayer, of sacraments, and of devoting ourselves to the one who loves us so very much. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to be honoring Our Lady of Guadalupe with our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson. Hope you can join us for that. Coming up next, Father Kevin Ripley celebrates the Holy Sacrifice in the Mass for us, so stay tuned for that as well. Until next time, friends, grace and peace.